reviews and previews. This is the Sports Desk. Good morning. Jay and Jack is back with us on the Friday uh, Sports Desk. It's Friday the 9th of July. Big big weekend of sports ahead, boys. Absolutely. Um, we'll start off with some news, Jack. Start yes. off with you off the bat. Um, well, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Stanley Cup playoffs. They um, they beat the Montreal Canadiens. Um, it was a good good series. I know we're not big ice hockey fans, but um, I watched them, and they um, oh, they were just too dominant all year long, and it was pretty awesome to watch. I can't say I've ever watched the NHL. I, oh, I, I should take a look because I know about you know the the, <laughs> the fights that they do on the ice and it's quite spectacular. Stuff. It's such a good sport. I love it. It's um, it's um, really fast-paced, which I enjoy. It's really easy to watch. JJ, any news? Yeah, the Wimbledon. Barty's through to the final Beautiful. of Wimbledon overnight. Good on her. Beat Kerber in straight sets. And Poliskova is the opponent she'll play in the final uh, on Saturday, tomorrow night. So uh, get around Barty. And then uh, for the men's, uh, the semifinals are tonight. Uh, Djokovic will be in action uh, against Shapovalov and... Then Berin, oh, I can't even say his name's Berrettini versus Herkaz uh, is the other semi. So, <laughs> and her her finals against the uh, Carolina Piskalova. I think Piskalova, her name is. Yep. Um, Good what luck day is it? When is tomorrow it? Night. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow okay, night. Men's final on Sunday. Exciting. We look forward to that. Also, the uh, big news in the the Tokyo Olympics. Um, a bit of backflip on the fans. They'll be held without fans now after Japan was plunged into a state of emergency due to a rise in the number of COVID-19 infections. Uh, local news out, out uh, sorry, local news outlet Kyoto News is reporting the Japanese government confirmed the decision to hold the games without spectators late on Thursday night. Um, and also, Paddy Mills and Kate Campbell will make history as Australia's flag bearers for the opening ceremony of the Tokyo Olympic Games. 29-year-old Campbell will be the first female swimmer to carry the flag uh, at the opening ceremony, while NBA star Paddy Mills will become the first Indigenous Australian flag bearer. That's awesome. Um, Paddy Mills, for a long, long time, has been a staple of Australian basketball, so it's good he's getting some recognition. Absolutely. And some big news in the AFL early in the week with uh, Hawthorne's succession plan. Yes. Um, basically outing that uh, uh, Alistair Clarkson will be moved on, shuff- um, shuffled along in a few years' time. And uh, big star for Hawthorne, Sam Mitchell, will come yeah, in. Yeah, Brownlee Meadows, Sam Mitchell will take over in 2023, it seems. Um, that gives Clarko another year and a half to finish it off. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Joe? Uh I don't know. I mean, they, they obviously Mitchell was rumored to go to maybe Collingwood's opening head coach spot. It does feel so like they, they were trying to just keep Mitchell around. They, aren't need, they? yeah, probably yeah. need to keep guys that are already in the organisation. Yeah, so they've lost so many assistant coaches. Under oh Clark yeah, Go. and successful assistant. Coaches oh yeah, absolutely. As well. So, so hopefully, it can be another one for them, Mitchell. Have, uh, under Clarko's wing, we'll see how they go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, I think it's a good move. I think um, Sammy Mitchell is definitely the guy to take over from Clarko. Clarko clearly trusts him, and, um, and he's an Haw- he's an Hawthorne legend, isn't he? No, so, yeah. great he, move. And he hasn't he's done a decent job with the the Boxall Hawks. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, no, I think it's a smart move. You got to you can't lose an uh, an assistant coach like Sammy Mitchell if he was supposed to be the man to take over. So it's a good move just announcing it. Keep um keep Collingwood away from him and keep other clubs away from him. Really, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Okay, well, that's all the latest news in sport. Uh, when we come back, uh, it's going to be straight into the NBA Finals. It's going to be absolutely massive. Uh, only two teams remain. Uh, and all that and more on the sports desk this morning, including the Euros. Uh, it's going to be a massive show. Uh, this is the this is your Friday morning on the sports desk. Eskimo Joe, 99 ways on the sports desk on your Friday morning. An exciting time, Jay and Jack. It's NBA Finals. Only two teams remain. The Phoenix Suns, of course, won 4-2 over the LA Clippers and the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, win 4-2 over the Atlanta Hawks uh, in those finals early long. But game one was done. Uh, the Phoenix wins uh, by 13 points, 118 to 105. And game two tips off today at 11am. Jay, take us away. Yeah, as you said, Phoenix getting it done the first game. Good on them. Giannis managed to get up for that game. Uh, he played good. He got 20 points, 17 boards, 35 minutes of play. He must, well, now he must be good, I reckon, Jack. Yeah. Um, mm, too bad. And, well, better than we thought, I guess. Oh, we're yeah. all, still, like, I mean, coming off an injury like that, we thought maybe he'd get 15 minutes, 15, 20 if they're pushing it. But um, playing 35 minutes, 20 points and 17 rebounds, he didn't really skip a beat, did he? No. And, I mean, what let them down, I guess, was the other guys. You know, he had Milton get 29, which was good for him. But after that, yeah, just, yeah, it just drops off. The stats do fall off, don't they? I mean, Drew Holiday, 10. Lopez, 17. Tucker with 7. That's just not good enough. Especially no. when we had, they had um, Phoenix had two guys off the bench in double-digit points and um, DeAndre Ayton with 22 points and 19 rebounds. They were just beaten stats-wise, weren't they? Oh, yeah. And Phoenix were accurate as anything from the free-throw line, 25 or 26. So if you're getting those as well, it goes a long way. So... I don't know. Game two today, it'll be interesting. I think Phoenix, uh, you know, they get the home court again. They'll yeah. be pretty happy with the way they played that first game, I think. Absolutely. I mean, we couldn't give enough credit to Middleton, though. I mean, he was never supposed to be this this key. He was never supposed to be the number <laughs> one player in this team. But he's done it time and time again over these playoffs. I mean, we'd, who who would have thought Middleton was the sneaky hero for the Bucks this season? Hmm. Um, but maybe he's just running out of steam towards the end. I'll be surprised if he gets 29 again. I think he's going to fall off the map here. And um, it'll be interesting to see if they can put under Tecumpo with 35 minutes again. What do you reckon? I think they'll have to. They're yeah, that's <laughs> can't afford enough, to drop really. this game, go 2-0 down. Yeah, they won't come back um, from that, will they? And Paul, again, 32 points off the back of his uh, game 6, 41, I think. So yeah, He's turned back the clock, hasn't he? Where were you? Um, it, it, and... I know it's cliche to say that we didn't expect the Phoenix Suns to make it this far, but all credit to Chris Paul, really. he turns mm. he, You trade him in and he turns an organisation around like that. I mean, OKC was projected to be, I mean, in contention for the first um, overall draft pick last season until Chris Paul came along and um, gave them real good hope. I mean, mm. they made the playoffs. Um, and now Chris Paul finally has a backing that looks awesome. Devin Book and DeAndre Ayton, they're peaking at the right time of the year. Um, they're doing everything right. One issue is Dario Saric. Did you see that? He's gone down with an yeah, ACL. He's uh, done, good. which is a shame. But, um, I mean, they're, they're doing it without him, and I think they're going to continue to do it without him. Yeah, I agree. I think their depth is quite... It's epic. As you said, yeah. two players off the bench, Cam Johnson and Payne, can uh, a couple points. And the off. fact that they can bring in a guy like Cam Payne if the Chris Paul goes down and then him scoring, what, 35 points, was it? That's crazy. Yeah, so... 
Looks like... I mean, you can't rule the Bucks out. They, they'll definitely have a crack, try and level the series, but I think Suns are just looking too strong at the moment. I think um, Booker and Paul in particular are just yeah. going to go off and Aiden on the boards. What can you do? Yep. There you go. Well, hey. Um... Moving on, in other news, um, big Matthew Delavadova is um, leaving the NBA, returning to the NBL. He's going to play for Melbourne United. You love to see it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I mean, he's always been a cult hero, especially for our Aussie fans watching the Cleveland, Cleveland Clavs. Cleveland Cavaliers yeah. during those um, championship seasons. So it's um, it's awesome that these um, old Australian guys get to come home and play against, like, play in front of a crowd that um, just loves them. Yeah, it's like I mean, Bogut as Yeah, well. exactly, just like Bogut. I mean, that's good. I mean, I'm sure we'll see Paddy Mills come back in a few years yeah. and play in the NBL. Um, who was another one? Joe Ingalls. I think he'll do the yeah. exact same thing. So it's kind of awesome that um, they get to come home and play in front of an Aussie crowd for a few years before they eventually retire. So good on Matthew Delvedova for that. And the the Boomer squad was announced earlier yes, this it week. Was. Uh, what are your thoughts on a few of those selections? Uh, I mean, there's no real big surprises. It's exactly who we'd thought would. Bar um, Simmons. Uh, oh yeah, Bar Simmons. But who really? Who <laughs> thought Simmons Ben Simmons was going to play? He was never going to play. He's um, turning into a bit of a yeah. I won't say it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think it's a good squad. Like you know. That's what you want. It's got all the players that you need. The NBA stars, it was Patty Mills, Ingles, um, and then you got Golding and stuff from the uh, NBL as well. So I think it's a pretty strong squad. They gave USA a good crack uh, when they came over here a couple of years ago. They did. They really so, did. Um, that was awesome to watch. I went to that. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, we have enough NBA players now to um, always put together a competitive team. It's interesting, though, the fact that they um, asked all the Aussie boys who were playing in the NBL to go over to America. They're doing all of the... The, the Boomer squad won't be here until after the Olympics. They've made a decision to uh, um, avoid Australia because they're too scared to get caught in quarantines and mm-hmm. stuff. So um, right. um, they're based in L.A. So who would have thought the Australian Boomer squad would be based in L.A. <laughs> before, <laughs> before um, the Olympics? So there you go. Um We'll give it a red-hot crack. I'm not sure about meddling, but, you know, we'll, we'll be there towards the pointy end, yeah. as we okay. always are, but then we seem to just lose the wrong, the wrong game. So a bit, bit over two weeks until the Olympics, so we, we look forward to that. And so did we mention a tip? Who we think is going to go through the series? I know we'll come back over the next couple of weeks, but... Uh, well, for the NBA? Yeah. Oh, Phoenix? I, think, I think Phoenix. Have Phoenix? Phoenix? Should, yeah. Is it going to be pretty balanced, or no. is it just going to be just straight flush? Sweep? I, think, I think this time, when we talk next Friday, I think it'll be all over. Wow. Big goal. Could be. We'll see. <laughs> all right, well, when we come back, uh, it's going to be talking AFL... Uh, and the round ahead, uh, of course, we had uh, Melbourne and Port Adelaide uh, last night. We'll get straight into that discussion. All of that next on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. Mm. Celeste, stop this flame on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. And around 17, it kicked off last night. It was a Melbourne by 31 points, 8755 uh, to 12-14-86. Uh, interesting start from Melbourne, but they uh, coasted home pretty well uh, against the big crowd, big uh, enemy crowd in Port Adelaide. Um, but well done to Melbourne. Good performance. What yeah. did you think of the game? Yeah, they did what top-of-the-ladder teams should do. They um, beat a good team away from home. As simple as that, really. I mean, they didn't like they looked challenged early, but then they just cruised away with it, didn't they, Joe? Yeah, no, I think 
They've just shown that they're definitely a top two team. And they're going to either finish first or second now. So yeah. I think it's as simple as that. Yeah, it's poor from Port though, isn't Port it? Port just showing they're not they're not a top four team. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see how they go the rest of the season. Yeah, yep. well, it's interesting uh, how uh, everyone seemed after last week. They're like, oh, the wheels have fallen off at Melbourne. This is this is all their performance. Uh, Absolutely. But I, I think they're going to be really consistent, um, very consistent uh, going forward. Look. And uh, to 33, Petrarca. Yeah, Disposals well, from Petrarca stands. last night. Uh, massive game. And then uh, three goals, three goals won as well. So massive performance. Yeah, uh, three votes for him right there. They'll put him back in Brownlow contention yeah. for a little bit. Um, it'll be interesting. This Brownlow could be a really red-hot contested one this year. I'm really excited yeah, for it. The Bond, Parish, Petrarca... It's going to be interesting. It's going to be great. Mm. Okay, so Friday night footy tonight. It's Essendon and the Adelaide Crows uh, from Marvel Stadium. Uh, Interesting, interesting. Uh, Essendon uh, pretty much... Well, their chances are very, very slim now. I, th- I think it's pretty much a closed door, maybe. I oh, mean, if they lose tonight, it's definitely a closed door, isn't yeah. it? Um, both teams had big losses against um, top four sides last week. Um, Essendon, they they have moments of awesomeness, but then they just have just terrible, terrible games every now and then that just absolutely kill their final chances. And I think if they lose tonight, it's all over Red Rover. Uh, the teams, Martin Gleeson in for Essendon, out Braden Ham and Dyson Heppel. Uh, Adelaide have Elliot Himmelberg in, Lachlan Murphy out Luke Brown, Jackson Haightley uh, and Tag- Taylor Walker. Big Tex. Yes, Interesting. That's, a, that's a shame from him. Um, I mean, he's playing so well this year, and he's just signed a contract extension. It's always the way, though. As soon as you sign a contract extension, you get injured. So um, we'll see him back again next year if he doesn't play again. The neck injury, they always want to be extra conservative with that. Um, yep. But, yeah, I think tonight... Um, you know what? I'm going to go with Adelaide. Hmm. I think Essendon... Oh. oh no! He's Sorry. done it to us again. All right, Sam, you're the, you're the side already open. <laughs> oh, it makes a change. <laughs> Uh, I, I think. Uh, Come on. No Actually, no, it's a marvel. I, I thought for a second it was at uh, Adelaide Oval. Um, he doesn't want to say it, does he? He can't say the words Essendon. I'm yeah. going to say Adelaide. Uh, I can't say it. I can't yeah, yeah, say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need mouthwash. <laughs> um, next to Saturday uh, is Hawthorne and Fremantle from uh, Tassie, the University of Tasmania Stadium from 145. Uh, the teams for them, Hi- uh, Hawthorne have Tyler Brockman in, uh, Denver Granger Barras. Uh, Emerson Jecker in, out, Damon Greaves, Oliver Hanrahan, Jai Newcomb and Tim O'Brien. Fremantle have Bailey Banfield in and out, uh, Brett Bruley and Mitch Croden. And I'm sure Nathan Fife uh, hits a milestone. 200. 200. That's pretty good, isn't it? Um, he's been an absolute weapon of a player for most of those 200 games. Um, only one of two players to have more Brownlow votes than games, which is just an epic achievement. <laughs> That's um, so um, uh, congratulations to him. I think it's going to be a red-hot game. Both losers last week, but um, Frio are so close to the eight. They can ju- they're, they're, they would have been in the eight if they won last week. They could be in the eight if they win it to, um, on Saturday. So I think we have to go with Frio. Yeah, along the line for them. I think they yeah, have to get do it for five. Uh, yeah, I, I thought Hawthorne would be disappointed. We made the, the big upset call that they would uh, get up for uh, Burgoyne's 400, but yeah, it no. wasn't to be. They are just too poor in the first half, weren't mm. they? Uh, I will say... 
Oh, come on. I'm going to say Hawthorne. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we can never have Hawthorne. Oh. It's their home ground. They made the big announcement this week. Um, that is true. You're right there. Make home. up for Borogoyne's 400. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Maybe, maybe. maybe. I, I don't think Fremantle all that, all that scrap. I know it's oh. a bit oh. oh. After last week. Come on. <laughs> if they can't beat the Blue Boys, it's not a serious thing. Yeah, you're right there. Yeah. <laughs> the only team to beat <laughs> the <MC. laughs> Uh, next to Carlton, uh, speaking of them, uh, at the MCG, playing Geelong at 4.35, a twilight game on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Zach Williams in for the Blue Boys, uh, out to Matthew Cottrell and Tom Williamson. In for Geelong, Sean Higgins, Mark O'Connor and Asava Radagalia. Out, Jeremy Cameron, Luke Dalhouse, Quinton Narkel and Joel Selwood. Oh, interesting outs for Geelong. Outs. Very interesting outs. I mean... Selwood is an obvious managed, aren't they? Like, they're just making sure he doesn't get injured. But um, Dowhouse, he has been playing very poorly recently. He had a great start to his season, but then he just dropped off the map entirely, hasn't he? So it's very interesting that they haven't said omitted, they've said managed. So um, maybe just saving his ego a little bit. I believe he's got a Brownlow vote since joining Geelong. I think he hasn't? Was, since I saw a stat there, I think he hasn't yeah. got a vote. It's what Geelong do, isn't it? They pick up these old guys from other clubs. Oh, um, they got Higgins now. Like, Higgins is all right. I think he's been good. Higgins is better than Dalhouse, oh, I can tell sure. you that. Dalhouse has been an absolute letdown for me. But um, I think, sorry, Sam, I think Geelong with too much on the line to get that top four. I think so too. Um, I don't think you'll be able to um, match Geelong, especially, um, yeah, no, it's just not going to happen. No matter where the game is. Sorry, mate. Well, we managed to do them by two points uh, at their, their home uh, of football <laughs> last season. Uh, I know that's a while ago, but... Last season. <laughs> it's um, it's a shame that um, Jeremy Cameron got injured again, isn't it? Yeah. Why, why did they play him? Why do you think they risk, risked it? Oh, well, they have to, really. They need to make sure he gets some games under his belt. They, um, he Technically, he's still an unproven thing for them. Like He hasn't played that many games, so they need to do something. It'll be very interesting to see when they bring him back. Will they wait till finals now? But they don't like to do that, Geelong. They don't like to bring in guys very late into the season. They like to have a very consistent team going. Carlton like to show up when it's too late, so I think we will beat them. <laughs> that's, good. that's true. That's fair enough. <laughs> uh, next to Saturday night, 7.25 from Metricon, it's the Brisbane Lions and St Kilda. Uh, the teams for them in for Brisbane Lions, James Madden and Lockie Neal out. Jared Berry, Reese Matheson and Jackson Pryor in for St Kilda. Zach Jones out. Josh Battle and Jack Higgins. Um, I, that's a big in, Lockie Neal. He hasn't been playing brilliantly. I mean, his Brownlow season was awesome, and this has been a bit of, bit of a poor season for him. Mm. But, I mean, he's still a big in, isn't he? Any Brownlow medalist coming back into a team, it's going to have some repercussions. Um, Matheson, the barometer is out, so um, <laughs> that's why I'm going to have to pick St Kilda this week. Oh. Did you say St Kilda? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. They've no. had two in a row. They have, haven't they? So, yeah, um, yeah, but... <laughs> Brisbane at the Gal... Uh, oh, it's actually not the Gal, it's a Metricon. But nonetheless, I think Brisbane are red hot at the moment. Yeah. Um, I mean, team. St Kilda, they're beating these little teams that are keeping them in the hunt for the finals, beating Collingwood yeah. last week. But um, this might be the the week where it's all done and dusted for them. If they lose to Brisbane by a big margin, they're all out Red Rover because they're... Um, Their percentages. It, yeah, terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Brisbane, for me, I think clear win. Uh, yeah. uh 
Sunday, GWS and uh, the Gold Coast Suns from Mars Stadium in Ballarat. I mean... Get around it. Best <laughs> fixture ever. It's better, better than the grand final, isn't it? Watching two interstate teams playing in Ballarat. No, no I like it because it's a unique opportunity. <laughs> we saw that the, there was a bigger crowd uh Cadinia Park with uh, Sydney and West Coast than Richmond and <laughs> Marvel. So that is true. I mean, anything's possible. I mean, who don't, like, oh, I mean, all these Victorians, we were so starved of live footy last year. So um, it's a bit of interesting going to see two interstate teams in a bit of an obscure stadium. You never see them play. So, um, yeah, fair enough. Good on the AFL for trying something different. I mean, I'm sure we'll have more games like this where the um, rural stadiums against two interstate teams. Um, I'm excited to watch it, especially. Like, that'd be good fun to watch. GWS have Jesse Hogan in, Zavo Halloran, Sam Taylor and Matt DeBoer uh, out. Jake, Jack Buckley, uh, Gold Coast have Rory Atkins, Caleb Graham, Hugh Greenwood, Zach Smith out, Josh Corbett. Um, it's going to be a good one. I'm, I'm Gold Coast a bit of a, a smoky here. They've got mm. heaps of momentum beating the Tigers last week. A good win. It wasn't the Tigers were poor. It was Gold Coast were really good. Mm. I thought that was they were the best they played all season was last week. Um, and having um, Greenwood back in, he's a huge, huge mm. momentum player, and he's awesome on the Gold Coast. So I'm going to go. I'm going to tip to the Suns this week. Yeah, I agree. I think the Suns. Suns yeah. for me Not as well. Bad. Yep. Uh, next to a big one, Western Bulldogs Ooh, and yeah. the Sydney Swans, Marble Stadium, three twenty. Uh, massive clash this one. Uh, Sydney, Sydney looking good. A lot of people thought they would be down and out by now, but a big win over West Coast Eagles. Like huge. Serious trouble for West Coast. We'll get into them later, but uh, big, big win. Uh, and, uh, of course, um, Bulldogs. They're hanging around there. They're, they're not dropping down. Um, big win for them as well. Um, yeah, they had a little trouble with North early on last week, but they put them away pretty pretty easily. Um but yeah, Sydney's what ninety-two points against West Coast. That's a huge, huge win in today's AFL football. Um, they're hanging in the hunt. We all thought they were going to slide. We all thought they were going to slide down the ladder. They have. They absolutely have. They're a top four team early on in this season. But um, if they get a home final, they'll be in with a red hot chance to make a prelim. I reckon. Yeah, I agree. I think. Uh, well, I still think yeah, the dogs might. Yeah, so do this I. One yeah, they, they got the top spot on the line as well if they win. And this that Marvel, they're so strong at Marvel, oh, yeah. aren't they? Oh, can't agree. Uh, in for Bulldogs, Hayden Crozier, Lachlan McNeil, Ed Richards, Josh Sackey, Jordan Sweet, ja- Jamara Ugal Hagen. Well, he's on, hey, he's on number one draft pick. What a week to bring him in. Out, Patrick Lipinski, uh, Toby McLean, Aaron Norton. In for Sydney, Colin O'Roydian, uh, Callum Sinclair, and Dylan Stevens. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, as you say, I think Sydney will give this a real crack. I think mm. this will be a nail biter this one, but but the Bulldogs just for me, and uh, it'll be interesting to see who Jamara goes. How many goals do you reckon he gets? Have a crack. Ah, uh, two, two, Sam, three. I'm going to say zero. Zero. Yeah, well, I, I think it can happen. Yeah, yeah, I think it's absolutely going to happen. Um, they're bringing him in for Norton. I think Western Bulldogs will win this, but I think it'll be done without the the powers of Jamara Ugalag, and I think he'll have a very quiet one just to get himself started into his career. They're seems throwing like him in a big game, though. It's they not are. Like they're they giving him a, uh, an easy start. I mean, he was compared to Buddy, and now he's going up against Buddy and down opposite sides of the ground, so it'll be very interesting. Sunday, 4.10 from the MCG, Richmond and Collingwood. Suddenly, a very, very massive game for Richmond. Very huge. Um, after the massive loss last week, um, 
Yeah. Where I do mean, we go from here? I mean, we're, we're <laughs> out of the eight now, aren't we? We're ninth on the ladder. Um, <laughs> Everyone's loving that. Oh, I wish I had that song again. Sorry. And, I mean, a big win against Collingwood will probably propel Richmond back into the eight, but... Um, it's a yeah suddenly become a big game with big stakes. That's why it was probably hidden on the Sunday the Sunday afternoon. Nobody really cared about it, but now they I reckon they wish they put it onto a big prime time. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is gonna be a good one. I reckon two uh, arch rivals, yeah, long stake for both teams. Yeah. Bit of bit of emotion. I, I always hate going up against Collingwood. Yeah. I can't stand the players, but um, no, it's gonna be a very good game. I reckon. I reckon Richmond will have it though. I think they're gonna be back on the winning track mm. after this weekend. Fire in the belly. In yeah. for Richmond, Ryan Mansell, Will uh, Martin, Toby Nankervis, Matthew Parker, debut, Daniel Rioli and Sydney Stack out, Callan Coleman-Jones, Shane Edwards and Basha Hooley. Big loss for Basha Hooley. Collingwood have Callum L. Brown in, uh, Jack Ginevan, a debut, Oliver Henry, Will Kelly and Trey Rusco, Josh Dacos out and Caleb Poulter. Yeah, that's um, a big out with Basha Hooley with a syndesmosis. We might not see him again this season. Um, They're in everywhere, the syndesmosis. Yeah, it's suddenly becoming the plague of the AFL, well. hasn't it? The new ACL. <laughs> um, two debutants, Jack Ginevan and Matty Parker for Richmond. Um, that would be awesome to watch. We always love debutants out on the field, don't we? So um, hopefully they, those boys get a game. I will say... Don't, don't, don't be silly. You know what he wants to say. Yeah, just say it, actually. He wants us to suffer. Come on. <laughs> so you can be wrong. Richmond. Oh, he's no. doing this on purpose. No. <laughs> Richmond, so we lose. No, I think you have to bounce back, uh, and I think it's not going to be very. It's not going to be easy. Not oh, you don't think easy. so? No. Oh, well, we will see how we go then. It's going to be a tough game. Monday we have a game. Seven forty from Optus Stadium. The West Coast Eagles and North Melbourne to finish out round seventeen. Uh, really, West Coast need to answer themselves. That yeah. was a big embarrassment. They can't play away from home. No, this they is a cannot. big problem, especially in hubs. I don't know if this is a question. Of we the said it last week. You're club. right. You're right. We said it last week. They struggled in the hubs. They struggled last year in the hubs, and we all thought they'd get um, they'd lose to Sydney and Geelong because of their just they they don't do it well. They don't travel. Um, and they really, really were poor last week. 92 points. And it was early. It wasn't a late mm. smashing. It, they got smashed early. Yeah. What were they down by? Like it was. Six, they struggled on that ground a lot. It was 69 yeah. to 9 at one point. That's the smaller field. terrible. Yeah. That is awful from a, um, a professional AFL football club. Um, and this has suddenly become a big game, like the Richmond-Collingwood one. If West Coast lose this, they are out of the eight. And that could be their season done. Two two spots could be opening up in that. I wouldn't mm. have said that earlier in the Absolutely. year. I thought it was pretty much locked That's away. That's the shock done. losses, eh? Brendan Archie in for West Coast Eagles. Andrew Gaff, Jackson Nelson, Xavier O'Neill, Josh Rotham, Liam Ryan, Mick Flying Ryan, out, Jamin Jones, Jack Redden, Alex Witherden. Uh, North Melbourne have Tom Campbell, Charlie Lazaro, Jared Polak and Patrick Walker, a debut, out, Eddie Ford. Um... Uh, I, th- I think Eagles have to answer themselves here. And, and although, I don't know. I, I don't know. No, I think you're right. I think the Eagles will have They've to. They've got to come out. Yeah. They've got to come out. If they if they struggle with this one... It's all over. It's, you're right. Yeah. Alarm yeah. bells are on. Yeah. So um, I think the West Coast Eagles, especially at home, being back in Optus, they'll love it. They hate being away from home. They're home. They'll be fine. Jay? Uh... Oh, here we go. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's round out <laughs> the, Monday night, the Monday night 
blockbuster with North. Oh, oh, oh dear. Dear. He's done it. Finish the Eagles off. Fair enough. Let's see that. The late bloom. Uh, okay, when we come back, of course, it's uh, the uh, Copper America and the Euro 2020. Wow, it's been an amazing uh, last couple of games. The semi-finals this week. I cannot wait to get into it. That's all up next on the sports desk on your Friday morning. You're unbelievable. Unbelievable EMF on the sports desk on your Friday morning, and it's time to get into soccer. Uh, and first, we're going to look straight up the FFA Cup draw of round of 32 was last night. Uh, and uh, interesting how they're going to do it this year. They've pretty much zoned all the teams into different regions because of COVID. So uh, mostly all the New South Wales teams are playing uh, themselves, etc., uh, which makes for an interesting competition this year. Uh, and good few local match- matchups uh, that we'll get to see. Uh, and of course, when uh, finally kicks in, which is uh, next month, we'll get to see it on Channel Ten and see all the the new stuff, which will be exciting. Hopefully, they get around and promote this cup really well. Yeah, because it uh, it's a very interesting cup. Uh, but the first couple of big fixtures: um, Sydney FC will play Sydney Olympic. Uh, the Central Coast Mariners will play Blacktown City. Um, Macarthur FC will be pay, play Newcastle Olympic. Uh, Brisbane Raw will play the Peninsula Power. Uh, Zone 3, Wellington Phoenix will play the winner of Western United and Newcastle Jets. Uh, Melbourne City will play South Melbourne FC down at Lakeside. Be very, very interesting. That'll be a great game. Yeah, love to get down. I've never been down there for a game. So the Lakeside Stadium. Cool. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, Adelaide City FC will play the winner of Perth Glory and Melbourne Victory and uh, Adelaide United will play Florit, uh Antha, Anthena, how do you say that? Florit Anthena. Florit Anthena. Yeah. Okay. Now that should be good fun. Um, hopefully Channel 10 do, you're right, do the promotion well. They don't just um, sideline it. They need to get out there and actively promote this. Um, it could be awesome if it's done well. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to hype around uh, cup competitions. And it's a pretty unique one to have MPL teams, like pretty semi-professional sides. Yeah, it's great, Coming isn't up it? against uh, big, big A-League sides and, you know, p- potential for upsets and... Uh, who knows what, which is going to be pretty interesting. Okay. First to another cup competition that's got a final game this weekend, the Copper America. And as expected, Argentina and Brazil. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Um, match will feature Neymar and Lionel Messi both looking to win the Copa America for the first time in their career, which oh, is pretty interesting. Go. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, no real big surprises there, eh? Argentina, Brazil. Um, should be a good one. I haven't really paid much attention to it. How about yeah, you, Joe? The Euros have taken a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, you're so. spot on. Yeah, it's true. No, I haven't focused too much on it. But I'm hoping it's uh, Brazil personally, just because... I think Messi's had enough accolades. But Neymar <laughs> needs a little go. Don't you agree, Sam? Um, no, no, he clearly well, doesn't. He's now free agent. Mr. Sergio Aguero plays for Argentina, so... There he is. ties right there. <laughs> nah. uh, no, Argentina defeated Colombia in penalties. Uh, 3-2. Uh, Brazil went through uh, against Peru 1-0. Interesting. I didn't know. They had a match. For, they have a match for third place. So Colombia and Peru will play mm. for a third place. It's pretty awesome. interesting. Yeah. Uh, so Sunday, a big 10 a.m. Uh, have a, have your breakfast on Sunday and watch an interesting match. A great time. Uh, and of course, 
of course, the massive, massive Euros. Can I just say I love the Euros? I'm... Fantastic competition. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Glad I've uh, watched pretty a lot of the games. Uh, massive, massive final ahead on Monday at 5am. Uh, it's Italy and England. England, for the first time in 55 years, the men's national team have made the final of a major tournament, the longest gap between final appearances of any European team in history. That is truly spectacular. Um I mean, the momentum and the emotion coming around um, English, um, the England right now, which is amazing, isn't it? Everyone's getting around. The people who've had no interest in soccer are just loving it, silly. Yeah, it's just all the chance. The, the whole it's coming home and yeah, the it's coming home. It's just it yeah. just crows on you. So and it's it's what happens with um, um, international sports. You always get around your home country, no matter what. Even if you have no interest in the sport, it just tends to happen, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, everyone likes being patriot. Is it, what's the word? Patriarchy? Patriotic. So we'll look through of how the teams went through. The quarterfinals, of course, Spain went through a penalties against Switzerland 3-1. Uh, Italy cleaned up Germany, Germany. Sorry, Italy cleaned up Belgium uh, 2-1. Uh, Denmark defeated the Czech Republic 2-1. Uh, and England defeated Ukraine 4-0. And then, of course, Denmark and England uh, yesterday morning. Uh, very, very exciting. Controversial penalty. Uh, we were just talking before in the break. Uh, Raheem Sterling. Oh. Look, very, very, very debatable. Um, he did go down very easy and um, surprise VAR. But if it's if it's not enough to overturn it... It is, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, a, it's a tricky position. If if um, if the umpires never called it, it never happened, hey. So um, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so um, well, that's it. There's not much else to say about it. It's too late now to make an argument, so it's pointless really um, having a crack at England for it. So um, they're they're through. They're Two happy. one. Harry Kane penalty. Oh, so penalty went in, deflected, come straight out, and uh, Harry Kane slotted in, and then the earlier goal. Uh, which Raheem Sterling would like to claim, but it was off the the side of one of the Denmark defenders, uh, Simon Kajir, I think it is, in the 39th minute. Mm. And then the massive free kick from Mattel Damsgaard in the 30th minute. Crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, and then, yeah, Harry Kane. Harry Kane to finish it. Yeah. So England are through. Congratulations to them. Uh, I mean, everyone can subside with them they, they've had a lot of painful moments and a lot of people just expected them to lose uh, just because there are England so congratulations on getting through Italy uh, big game the other side of the semi-finals 4-2 uh, in penalties uh, um, it was uh, Jorginho from Chelsea uh, to slot uh, Italy um, they've, they've had a decent couple of Euro finals I'm trying to remember back the last time they were up there Trying to think, my past knowledge of Euros is not no. that good. Mm. Uh, but Italy, again, scary side, uh, looked very, very good. Um, so I don't know really, re- don't know really where to start with this final. Oh, really? Is um, it coming home? Well, the final will be at Wembley, so that's a positive. Yeah. I know Italy did play their recent game there, but I mean that atmosphere and that crowd in that final. Yeah, you might you might be right. They might push them over the line. I, th- I think it's coming home. 
Sorry oh, to dear. the big Italian community yeah, <laughs> in like on street and Carlton. Right now. Well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Are, are you boys taking England? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm All right, I'll be the one, the odd man say. out. I'm going to say Italy. Italy? Yeah, okay. I think it's all going to come crashing down for the English boys this, uh, um, this no. weekend. Um, I reckon it's going to be a poor, poor game for them. I think it's going to be sad. Um, I was just looking at the stats before. Um, the last two home home um, teams in the finals got belted, so um, I think it's going to be third times a charm. Okay. Uh, so score and scorers for you. Oh, I couldn't say the scorers, but I think Italy three zip. Uh, no, I reckon it'll be two one. I think uh, Kane Sterling will get on the board for England. Of course he will. Yeah, I'm going to say two one two. Uh, it'll be uh, for Italy, of course. Um, oh, no, his name's gone out of my head. Immobile. Yeah. Immobile, yeah. Uh, uh, one for Harry Kane, and I think a late one from young boy Phil Foden. Oh, oh Phil. he loves it. <laughs> no, he <laughs> free that right yeah. now. Apparently the whole England squad is going to get the Phil Foden haircut if they win, too. <laughs> As they <laughs> should. I like that. It's a good cut. Okay, so that wraps us up. Uh, you can catch that game 5am Monday morning. Uh, it's been a fantastic show this morning on the sports desk. Um, uh, excited. Just we love sport. We love sport. It's a great time for sport. Finals are happening. Euros are happening. Footy's happening. What's more, not more to love, really? Olympics in two weeks. Oh, I can't wait to get around that. Oh, it's going to be epic. I mean... And as you were saying with national teams before, we've got the our own boomer side, the, the Oli Roos to get around. Yeah. Um it's going to be fantastic to watch. I have absolutely no interest in men's diving, but I can assure you I'm going for those Aussie boys. I don't know their names yet. I don't know their names yet. But in about three weeks, in about three weeks, we'll know them like they're our own brothers, I reckon. So, Well, thanks for listening. You can catch the podcast, of course. You can catch us next Friday. Uh, and the other teams during the week. The Sports Desk is on social media as well. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Have a good weekend, boys. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Sam. We'll see you next week. We're going to end with Badil Skinner and the Lightning Steeds. This is the Three Lions. This has been the Sports Desk on Sin. I think it's bad news for the English game. We're not creative enough. We're not positive enough. It's coming home.